Hello, and welcome to Methods to the Madness, a fan's take on the ins and outs of the work of animation studios. So sit back, relax, have a nice drink, and enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, we're back, and this week we're going to talk about DreamWorks. Yes. So, DreamWorks. DreamWorks was founded in 1994. It is a subsidiary of Universal Studios. To date, they have 35 feature-length animated films, and uh, the animation studio is known as DreamWorks SKG, which is an uh, abbreviation of three of the head's names. Um, in the beginning, a lot of the people that were hired as animators were from a British studio and also some Disney animators. Yeah. DreamWorks it started and, as a falling out from Disney. Yeah, so. not necessarily best stuff. And you can kind of see it a lot for, well, not quite a lot, but there are a couple movies here and there that are really similar to other kind of general ideas from both Disney and mm-hmm. Pixar. You could see like Ants and Bugs Ants Life. Ants and Bugs Life is a notorious one. Mm-hmm. Madagascar and the Wild, which many people didn't see the Wild, but both of those have very similar concepts, as well as uh, The Road to El Dorado <coughs> and Emperor's New Groove mm-hmm. and Shark Tale and Finding Nemo. So there are quite a few. We, we, we must never talk about Shark Tale. Just um, believe it never existed. Some of DreamWorks' best work, in my opinion, is their 2D mm-hmm. animated stuff before they went 3D. I think that was definitely... Yeah, like <coughs> the... Uh, when talking about DreamWorks 2D animation, the big one that most people uh, gravitate towards is The Prince of Egypt. Definitely. Which, That's my favorite DreamWorks uh, film. It is so good. It is a shame how little um, uh, attention or Definitely. credibility it's, that movie gets. It's really good. Like The so more times I watch it, the more it. I enjoy it, to be honest. Um, another one that I think looks really good visually is mm-hmm. The Road to El Dorado. There's certain sequences that just really, yeah, well, really stunning. it's it's the same style, yeah, as that. Where, <clears throat> yeah, visually, I always felt that The Road to El Dorado was good, but I kind of feel that it looks too good. Yeah, where the there are like a couple of different videos on YouTube that put it better than I'm ever gonna put it, but where. Because it's, it's, a, a, very, it's a very comedy-heavy yeah. movie, and to have such high-quality animation kind of takes away makes it, it takes away from that whole yeah, comedy where, side. Like if you were to compare it to Emperor's New Groove, because Emperor's New Groove is also <coughs> um, kind of a similar setting, and it's got it's also a comedy. Incredible the animation comedy is really comedy. good, but like it's very much cartoony animation, and so yes. it works for a lot of the gags and slapstick and stuff. Mm-hmm. But. Um, Anyway, uh, DreamWorks has done a lot of stuff. One of their most notable things that we have to talk about is Shrek. Yes, Shrek, I believe we were talking about, kind of set two sort of trends, where the first one is the whole, like, semi-modern, making fun of fairy tale And making fun of Disney, but yeah, Yeah. fairy tales and just kind of turning that trope on its head. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. I know that there are other studios, like really tiny studios, who have tried to imitate that with movies like Happily Never After, which was not very good, and Hoodwinked, which also was not very good. That, that movie's terrifying to yeah. look at. <laughs> but it's just become a big trend. Another thing that we noticed with Shrek was that pop culture references mm-hmm. really became a big thing for animated films from that point onward. Nowadays, I don't think you can watch very many animated films without yeah. seeing some type of... well. You can kind of set apart the good animated yeah, films from the bad true. ones by, with like a scale of how much it's, it relies on pop it's culture It's an reference. easy way to get money and it's an easy way to draw mm-hmm. audiences in because it's something that they can relate to. I mean, think of how many trailers nowadays have like really modern, catchy pop songs 
as like the background music to get people to be like, oh, I know that song. So like, you know, or having so many celebrity. Another thing mm-hmm. is I think celebrity voices. Yeah. Big, big yeah, thing rather than having celebrity uh, voices. just voice actors. Mm-hmm. So go back to Shrek real quickly before we move on. Yeah. Uh, I always found it really weird where we talk about pop culture or reference type stuff. I don't know why people, for whatever reason, just don't like Smash Mouth for <laughs> their songs in Shrek because they, they did more than one. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. I, I think it's not it's a bad because, band. I think it's because they became memes. But that even that, that's also but like a kind of upbeat happen? pop song. I, I still haven't figured out yeah. how Shrek became a meme. But it did. and uh, Onions. Uh, Another movie that became a meme was B-Movie. Yes. Which B-movie also was done by became, DreamWorks. Became really meme which is, yeah, became very meme <laughs> Anyway, which I, I watched that recently. It's actually not that bad. No, it's not that bad. It just has a weird premise, which is another thing I think about DreamWorks that's interesting is that they do weird stuff. It's not all mm-hmm. bad, but it's very out there and very different, and they don't take themselves as seriously as other animation studios and again that's not necessarily a bad thing but they like doing weird quirky stuff yeah like megamind is pretty silly it's really good but it's silly or kung fu panda oh yeah kung fu panda Um, was one was probably one of the best like best series type movies that i've seen um or even like shrek we said shrek and uh monsters versus aliens and just a lot of their movies and even the madagascar series are very like unconventional compared to Mm -hmm. maybe Pixar and Disney and they have very different protagonists and something that I've noticed is that um, a big theme in DreamWorks is like be yourself which I know other animation studios promote that but like be yourself even if it's weird and other people don't like you Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of important because a lot of the time in Disney they say be yourself but like all the heroes and heroines are conventionally attractive and like Uh they kind of fit into society even if they're considered an outcast you know what i mean yeah whereas in dreamworks they truly are outcasts yeah or you know or they don't look as they're not quite as pleasant to look at yeah but like like shrek is another you know again shrek um Mm -hmm. the whole thing of like it's okay to be ugly (laughs) or like it doesn't matter you don't have to be conventionally beautiful whereas in disney Mm -hmm. you know it's become conventionally beautiful where you are you know and i think that's actually a good lesson for kids Mm -hmm. to to learn but they definitely like doing that though just kind of stay weird is sort of like a common trend i see within dreamworks movies Mm -hmm. i think that they like to do things that are fun and cool and like really upbeat uh-huh. And I think that's definitely lended to their marketing because the way that they market themselves mm-hmm. has definitely, I think, shaped the way that a lot of other animation studios choose to market themselves now. Yeah. Where, yeah, DreamWorks has always been a little bit different in terms mm-hmm. of their advertising, where Pixar has had like a number of different instances where they've had good movies that are like, oh, yeah, I want to go see that. And they've also had movies where they do the same kind of marketing stuff for them and I'm just like yeah eh, I'm not like, really sold on Lost it baby and trolls I wasn't really sold on either of those when I saw the trailers mm-hmm. for them um I don't think movies like that age well and I think that's oh, one of no. DreamWorks's major downfalls is that some of their pieces like Prince of Egypt are timeless and they're going to be enjoyed from you know years from now yeah. I mean the movie's almost 20 years old already oh, wow. and uh oh, yeah, it, it still is. looks great it came out in 1998 um I think but then they have other things that just won't age well 
And I don't think they set out to make timeless pieces, whereas it's something like Pixar or Ghibli and Disney. They really like to Mm -hmm. make pieces that will leave a lasting impression for years and years to come. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with being in the here and now, but I think that maybe if DreamWorks considered making movies Mm -hmm. that were meant to last more, like How to Train Your Dragon, I think then they would be a more successful studio. Yeah. Overall, though, I feel like Pixar, DreamWorks... DreamWorks is a very mixed bag studio. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It was really hard doing research for this episode because everything they do is just so everything, different. Yeah. You have really good stuff like we were saying Prince of Egypt or How to Train Your Dragon or Kung Fu Panda or a couple of other different ones that escape me. And then you also have some egregiously, so horribly bad movies too, mm-hmm. like Shark Tale. And, but they also have like middle ground movies too that could have been better a lot of some movies that i feel like are more obscure like over the hedge washed away well i like i liked both of those yeah i thought both those were i didn't like washed away as much but like over the hedge was all right but like they just kind of again they just do weird stuff those Mm -hmm. both have very weird premises to them and they also do a wallace and gromit the curse of the were rabbit and chicken run was that what i was talking about was it but they, sure? did it, they did it in collaboration with another studio. Yeah, so they, they just helped distribute yeah, it and things like that. Um, uh, oh, they did Run. Turbo, which I don't oh, think was one of their greater Yeah, films. that's one of their lesser ones. Look. It's but incredibly pop culture that Oh, yeah. Go figure. I think that, um, again, I think DreamWorks could be better if they put an effort maybe into making timeless mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and I think DreamWorks has kind of well, more or less mastered sort of the art of, like, character design mm-hmm. in a lot of the same way that Disney has done it. Oh, where definitely. a lot of the times you can tell different characters apart from each other and that kind of thing. And what's more interesting, I find, from DreamWorks is because of their big variety in their catalog, the whole styles from movie to movie shift. Dramatically, oh, that's, yeah, that's and they're still true. able to mm-hmm. do to like do, do so many different good things. Yeah, character design. And yeah, also I do think that is too. interesting. I think with um, DreamWorks, the like they have sort of a type of film that they do, but at the same time, like we said, it's a very mixed bag. Whereas I feel mm-hmm. like Pixar and Disney are in a way predictable in their yeah. movie types. You can kind of be like, you kind of know <laughs> what to. Expect whereas DreamWorks, I feel like they just like going from one extreme to another. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that that does make them interesting. I do think yeah. that is something that, like, I do like seeing that they do some stuff that's very different than what we would normally mm-hmm. expect. Or, And I think that does keep them, like, kind of edgy, and I, do, I think it has kept them relevant. Mm-hmm. Because whether we like <clears throat> Trolls or Boss Baby or not, they're both getting sequels, and they both grossed pretty well from what I yeah. understand in the box office. So clearly... Well. Not as good as Captain Underpants, but... <laughs> <laughs> Which they also did. Yes, um, they did do that. So they definitely have, again, the here and now, the power to make lots of money mm-hmm. um, with all their things that they're releasing. Yeah, but... Yeah, it it's surprisingly difficult to talk about DreamWorks. It, it is, because they just have so many different types of things. They're, they're very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is actually something that's kind of fun as an, an audience member is to like see yeah. what they're going to put out next. Mm-hmm. 
like I said before, what they've put out recently isn't my favorite, but yeah. I'm really keeping my fingers crossed for something really good. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've also kind of like come up a couple of times in my head about DreamWorks movies, with especially with a lot of the middle ground movies, mm-hmm. especially you can especially get this with Over the Hedge, where there's a lot of wasted potential. Because oh, yeah. if you look at the cast that. of Over the Hedge, it's almost entirely of these great comedi- comedian actor, mm-hmm. voice actors that would be great, but it's like, watch the movies, like, yeah, they do good voice work and stuff, but they're just not really funny. Mm-hmm. You don't really see the comedian of the voice actor as much. I feel like some projects get more passion and love yeah. than other ones do, and that is kind of, again, one of DreamWorks' pitfalls, is that mm-hmm. I don't feel like they're consistently, whereas like Pixar consistently delivers yeah. pretty much. They've only had a few duds that we didn't talk about in our previous episode. But um, overall, I think going forward, I think DreamWorks has a lot of potential and they kind of mm-hmm. have seemed to find their style. So yeah. who knows what we'll get in the future? Yeah, they're very experimental. Yeah, like, and some, I, I do Some are good, some are that. bad. It's, you're bound to do that. Yeah, and I, I kind of appreciate that they're willing to take those risks. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that you know, not a lot of, a lot of other studios can say, because a lot of them do like to play it safe. Yeah. So I can always count on DreamWorks for something quirky. Mm-hmm. Speaking Sometimes entertaining. Yeah. Not always, but, like, yeah. Most of the get, time, I guess. You only get so much so often. But speaking of quirky, what do you want to do next week? Well, I think we're going to do Laika. 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 I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm very excited for Laika. Like is a great studio, and they're definitely very different than anything that we have mm-hmm. talked about previously. They also have a smaller lineup, so we'll probably be able movies. to talk about all of those films in depth a little bit more. And they are also a stop motion studio, oh, yeah. stop motion animation. So, not a whole lot of those anymore. Yeah, definitely a lost art form. But like two or three. Yeah, we will be back next week to talk about that. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. So thanks and bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it, and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for next week because we're going to have another one. And also, like and subscribe, and uh, leave comments. We'd love to hear feedback from you. And share it with people that you know that might be interested in animation. Anyway, have a great week, everyone, and uh, we'll see you. Bye!